We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds going solo today. Juan and Kobe have some uh, prior engagements. Uh, so it'll just be uh, myself right? as we talk uh, all things recruiting. Obviously, Wednesday being early signing day. Uh, so that is uh, extremely, extremely uh, fun times for Georgia fans and really fans across the entirety of college football. Um, first off, show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet US. Hey, check them out. Go to dgdpodcast.com. Go down, check out the Bet US logo. Sign up, create an account, and when you go and set your first deposit, use code DGD125 when you check out and create your or when you do your deposit, and you will get 125% sign up bonus on all sports. Uh, best in the business in regards to sign up bonus. So keep that in mind. Uh, listen, start making some money. You got bowl season, folks. Bowl season is right now, uh, which honestly, that leads me to something that I think everybody, and I mean everybody in the Georgia fan base, uh, is licking their chops, folks. Um, I don't know if you watched it, but Florida got absolutely embarrassed. Absolutely embarrassed. By Oregon State, absolutely embarrassed. Um, and honestly, it was it was so fun to watch that it really it just it just made me want to bark. It really did. Um, it, it's just it's just I hate Florida. I really hate Florida uh, so much so that I want to kind of talk about the the field goal with forty seconds left to preserve this. Streak, I guess FBS streak of a couple hundred games or something like that without getting shut out. Um, I don't think people understand just how bad that looks if you're down at Gainesville. Yeah, I I think you look at bowl games, you know, this bowl game was a a preview of next year a little bit, right? A sneak peek, if you will. Um, And if y'all don't get shit fixed, Prime. The end of the season. 
because y'all are absolutely pathetic. J O Double G checking in. Uh, uh, Bishop Don saying Donis is on suicide watch. I've already reached out and did a wellness check. Um, actually, after the game, uh, haven't heard nothing out of him since. So I'm really starting to get worried. Really starting to get worried there. Um, but meanwhile, right? Enough of this Florida Gators crap, right? Enough of this Gator garbage, if you will. Let's talk recruiting, right? Uh, obviously, Wednesday, like I said, Wednesday is the signing day uh, or early signing day, start of the early signing day. And you've actually already got several uh, kids in the 23 uh, class already on campus, Jamal Jarrett being one of them. Uh, Tyler Williams, after winning a state title, is another. Uh, you just got, I want to say, a handful of kids already on campus. So, in, in regards to that, for bowl practices, obviously we know how important those are, especially for early enrollees. Uh, but if we look at Georgia right now, now this is off of 24-7. Uh, you know, 24-7, Georgia's ranked second in the country. Um, you know, But I think there's a question I think a lot of people might want to know. Can Georgia climb to the number one spot? And to me, my answer is no. And that's okay. I, I think Bama has set themselves so far apart with what they're expected to land that Georgia is probably going to be fighting for second. And I think Georgia will finish second in this class. Um, but do not let that deter you from the fact that Georgia has an absolutely stupid, stupid class. And honestly, it's going to get better. Um if potential names fall into this class uh, to give you a kind of a rundown of what we've got now, what, what Georgia has right now, you're looking at uh, AJ Harris, right? Cornerback from uh, Phoenix city, Alabama, Samuel Pimba, the recent Georgia commit right out of IMG, Jonah Aguero, right? That's a safety. Raylan Wilson, right? You got your linebacking core, Raylan Wilson, Troy Bowles, uh, CJ Allen, or C yeah, CJ Allen, excuse me. And listen, Georgia, we know, Right, it's linebackers. It, it's a linebacker-heavy class for us. Um, and then, obviously, you've got receivers, right? So you've got – excuse me, you've got Yazid Haynes. You've got uh, Raymond Cottrell, Tyler Williams, obviously. So from from top to bottom in most all spots, except for quarterback, um, you know, Georgia's in a good spot with a lot of folks. Uh, I know a lot of people have been wondering about Justice Haynes, right? Recently, Justice Haynes basically just shut everything down saying, listen – I'm going to Bama. It's just that simple, basically. Paraphrasing. But he's he's sticking with Bama. Um, and, and one of the – I guess another thing that, you know, Georgia has to look at as well is Bama could be getting some potential guys uh, that obviously Georgia was on or Georgia was after, if you will. Uh, Quay Russell, James Smith, um, if you're into crystal balls or crystal ball there. Uh, but Georgia can finish this class out strong. Um so I'm going to go back through and list the full 23 commits that Georgia has right now. So you have A.J. Harris, Samuel Mpemba, Joe Nell Aguero, Raylan Wilson, Monroe Freeling, Troy Bowles, C.J. Allen, Tyler Williams, Gabe Harris, Pierce Sperlin, Bo Hughley, Lawson Lucky, Raymond Cottrell, Big Ja, Big Ja, Jamal Jarrett, Chris Peel, Roderick Robinson, Kelton Smith, Anthony Evans, Justin Rett, Yazid Haynes, Jamal Merriweather, Joshua Miller, and Peyton Woodring. Those are your 23 current commits. Um, but I think Georgia could finish up cleaning house on some 
some interested names and some actually, for this matter, huge players left um, in this cycle. I, I think the first one that I'm most interested to see is Damon Wilson. Uh, as, uh, scheduled to announce Wednesday, um, I want to say afternoon, Wednesday afternoon somewhere. Uh, pretty much it's, it's a Georgia-Ohio State battle. And for me, I feel comfortable saying that he's going to end up in this class. Um, but I'm not saying that it's over yet. Uh, just just filling it out. I just think that he will be in this class. And that's another edge rusher that Georgia is just absolutely looking for bodies at that in that position, right on rushing the outside. Uh, like I said, you've already got Gabe Harris. You know, I don't know if I don't know if a lot of people thought, you know, may have forgotten about him for some reason. But Gabe Harris, I know the Valdosta product, uh, there was kind of an interesting backstory with him, you know, not being able to play at Valdosta, so he transfers to IMG and plays his senior year. Uh, absolutely balls out, too. So, you know, in that case right there, um, you know, I, I think that's another one that's on the edge. Obviously, Sam and Pemba, a physical, physical freak. Um I can't wait to see Samuel Pimba in red and black. I really, I'm super ecstatic about that. But if you add a guy like Damon Wilson to that, I definitely think, you know, we're obviously we need bodies, but we need experience there too. That will, that will help, you know, drastically getting Damon Wilson. You know, then you sit there, you look at another guy, uh, 2023, you look at Jordan Hall, uh, Jordan Hall, a uh, 300-pounder uh, D-line out of Florida, uh, scheduled to announce the 22nd, so that Thursday. I, I'm just excited to, to see, you know, both of these guys. I think Jordan Hall's another guy that I think Georgia's in a really, really good spot here with landing Jordan Hall as well. Um, yeah, Listen, we've seen Florida on the recruiting show, and I don't think that Florida has a chance here. I, I think there's a, some smoke about that. Um I think I think this is all Georgia here. Uh, just think so. Uh, it seems like we got uh oh Christmas week. Wanna close is obviously very busy. Yeah, he, honestly, Pat, I think that's the case. I, I think that's what he is. Uh, what he's doing, you know, he's 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 checking his list and making it twice right now. Uh, so we don't want to interrupt him uh, ahead of uh, Christmas Eve. Just gonna let y'all know that. Uh, if you listen, I want to. So I'm gonna. Uh, pose this question to the brigade. Let uh, let me know what kind of questions you have in regard into this uh, recruiting cycle. Um, if you have any questions, obviously we're uh, only on YouTube moving forward uh, if you watch this show. But if you have any questions, drop them in the, uh, drop them in the comments and we're going to read them out. We're going to answer these questions, kind of an AMA style, a little bit of a different format, if you will. Um, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of intrigue Right. Leading up to this, um, there's some names that, you know, not that might not. sign. They're not going to sign, I should say, not going to sign. Early signing day, they'll wait till February. And, and I think this is where things get interesting for me as well, because we're going to add another name that Georgia could close out this 23 cycle with. And that's Deuce Robinson. <clears throat> um, tight end, five star tight end. And. Already, you look at Lawson Lucky and Pierce Sperlin. Pierce Sperlin's been in this cycle or been in this class since 2020. 
and then you lost and lucky. There's been some smoke about Alabama, but I think he ends up at Georgia. Uh, just my thoughts there. But if Todd Hartley can go out and get Deuce Robinson or Walker Lyons, another name, tight end, uh, was a recent Stanford commit. If Todd Hartley gets three tight ends in this cycle, on top of what we already have at 2024 in Landon Thomas, I don't know if there's a better tight end coach in the country, and especially from a recruiting standpoint. Georgia has a ton to offer, right? They, they, obviously, you see that. I think, you know, would you look at Darnell more likely going to be going to the draft? You look at, you know, Rylan Gody, Brett Scyther, guys might be leaving. Um, yeah, there's a lot of potential there. And, and you know, you'll have – Brock Bowers, you'll have Oscar Delt, but, you know, the position might still be a little thin. So you look at the guys like Lawson and Pierce Sperlin that are currently committed to, you know, to be able to fall in the rotation. Well, if you add Deuce Robinson, the dude's a physical freak as well. So if you were to add either one of Walker or Deuce, it's just insane um, to think of that you would have three elite tight ends, uh, but that's just a sign of what Georgia's been able to do. Georgia has recruited the tight end position. We've utilized the tight end position to the best of anyone in the country. I don't care what anyone else says. It wouldn't surprise me if we land. I honestly think there is a good chance that you might see uh, Deuce Robinson end up in this class. And if that's the case, uh, I'll go bonkers on air. I don't care. Uh, Bishop Don says, I hate late signers. They are the divas we don't want. If you know, you know. Um, to that point, though, I, I get where you're going. However, at the same time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, you don't have to come to campus, if you will. You know, you can sign to get your spot, right? Commit, if you will. You know, I'd like to hear your logic on that, Bishop Don, as to that. But for me, I think, you know, you want to commit. You know, you add a little bit of intrigue, right, if you sign on February. Not at the same time, like, you have to do, you know, I, I think school and things like that also can play into that. But, you know, you can sign, but you don't have to go, I guess, is where you're going with it. So to, to your point, I see it. I see your point. But, um, you know, I, I get it. I, I get it. Uh, Pat says, I wear a size extra large natty trophy, uh, Wanta Claus. So apparently we're doing a um, – apparently 
Wanta can still be seen this. Uh, whatever Bishop Don says, I cosign. Okay, there you go. So, <clears throat> excuse me. As you can see, the brigade is coming in hot and heavy already. Now, I think there's something that I want to ask the brigade, but I'm going to explain and give you a chance to, um, you know, I'm going to pose this question, let the brigade answer, and while you do that, I'm going to give you my answer. Um, as, yes, we're doing Christmas wishes roots, apparently. Um, <laughs> trust me, they want the spotlight on them and want to make it a big deal. Trust me. Hey, you might be right. I mean, you might be right. But it's, it's crazy to me to think that, you know, obviously with early signing day, you know, Bishop, if Juan was here, Juan would tell you about the times when you only had to sign in February. So, you know, with that being said, we do have to keep that in mind. Right. You know, now that you can sign early, I, I get your point. But apparently, apparently Bishop is leading the charge that we hate divas. I, you know, listen. If you give me Deuce Robinson, you can call him a diva. I don't give a damn, but I'll be ecstatic to have him. Shit. Give me that all day. Um, but the question I want to pose to the brigade, and if you're, you know, if you're listening, um, think about this. Right. But I want to see where you think about this. And, and I want to see. Who you think will be the sleeper in this cycle? And the and I think to me the the my answer might not surprise you, but I think it can. I think it'll be Jamal. I think it'll be Big Jaw. And the reason why I say that is because of his impact. I think he'll have a tremendous impact. Um, you won't see the statistics. I, I don't see the statistics popping off like that, like you would expect for a high, you know, for edge rusher or for whatever. But his ability, right, at, at 350 pounds and obviously a legit 6'6", you, you have the potential right there to, to fill the role that Jordan Davis left. And now that you have that kind of body, and he's, like I said, he's on campus. He's more than likely to be going through bowl practices and things like that. So this is extremely beneficial for him to be this early on campus. Um, get his body into shape and get him going. And when you have a when you have someone that can eat space the way he does, and add that with the guys that we have in the rotation now. When you have a Michael Williams, you have a, you know, you'll have, you know, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. You'll have Kristen Miller. You'll have these guys, Bear Alexander. When you add that into the fold, it, it, it screams dangerous potential for the entirety of the defense. Because, you know, I can only imagine, you know, hypothetically, he gets in and starts playing, you know, and then you sit there and you see him do what he's expected to do efficiently. And then you have a guy like Raylan Wilson coming in or, or you have a you know Spawn London or you know whoever right a linebacker to plug in and just go right eerie vibes right eerily similar and I love it to Nakobe and Jordan Davis now I'm not going to compare that exactly but you kind of get the co concept of where I'm going with it so the potential obviously the the sleeper the sleeper portion of this comes from not looking at stats I have to you know people want to look too much into stats and I understand that but. When it comes to sleeper, it's just the people that don't really stick out in that way. 
but the impact is felt. And that was, you know, that was the epitome of Jordan Davis, right? He was extremely impactful, but the stats weren't there. However, you don't expect the niche that he played to to produce the stats that you would think. And a lot of people don't want to understand that, but that's just the way that is. So I think my sleeper pick is, you know, Jamal Jarrett. But honorary, honorary mention, if I had to choose an honorary mention, I, I think it would be interesting to see, but if, if we're looking at sleeper, if we're looking at sleeper picks, give me Monroe Freely. Now, he's a high-profile kid, right? Uh, according, he's number 57 overall. But if I'm talking about a sleeper right now, he is a, he is a massive, massive human being. Massive human being. Ten and a half, ten and a half inch hands. 305 pounds, 6'7", right? And he seems extremely athletic watching tape and things like that. The The key is when you rotate in, can he crack the – the question that I have for this, and this is honorary, honorary mention, is can he crack the tackle rotation? I expect him to be a tackle, and I think we need tackles. You know, I think we've got a guard log jam, if you will. So I think you have to have these bodies that can legitimately play tackle. And I think Monroe is one of these guys. I think he's one of the better hits in the last two cycles along your offensive line. Ernest Green being the, you know, uh, Ernest Green's going to be a dog. Just going to leave that there. But I think Monroe Freeling could be a sleeper if he was able to get in and crack the rotation. I think it'll be fun to watch and see how he progresses um, and see if he can get into the rotation to some degree. Uh, going back to the comments here, without a true nose tackle to soak up to, uh, talking about bodies here, our mint front is impossible. And go back to a standard four down front. Yeah, when, when you know, obviously, kind of, you do this mint front, and you know, you don't want to see a legitimate four three or anything like that, or like a legit four two five. Kirby likes the, the ability to, you know, to use three with some edge rushers and things like that. And you don't want to sit there and have to rely on two true defensive tap you know to uh defensive linemen uh with the you know with ends and everything like that so yeah i, I see your point there roots I, I definitely think having a true big bodied nose like that um is going to be crucial because you know you look at a guy if, if you can hold it down like zion Lowe was expected to do this uh bear alexander stepped in this year and did and did a i thought a, a good job um Holding down the middle of the defense in the you know you know obviously it's a zero tech or a one tech or whatever, uh, and that allowed Jalen Carter to kind of wreak havoc. But when you have a guy like Jamal being 340, 350 pounds, just eating up bodies and, and demanding double teams, because listen, I've seen him play, and I've seen entire offensive lines come after him and block him. Four offensive linemen one time. He, he demands it, folks. He demands multiple bodies. And if you put him one on one, he's going he's going to bully people. And obviously, the transition from high school to college there is a transition. I'm sure Juan and Kobe can explain to this whenever they come back on. But when you have the early enrollee aspect of things, right? You're getting him bowl practices, so he's going up against you know our offensive line. He's going up against Cedric Van Pran potentially. He's going up against you know things like that. That is so important because not only are you going up against an elite offensive line, uh, I don't care what anyone says, 
they should have won the Joe Moore Award, and I can't wait for them to prove a point against Ohio State, neither here nor there. I think it'll be very interesting to see how he transforms from right now to the spring and then into the fall, you know, the summer camps and everything like that before the before the actual season starts in 2023. It will be extremely crucial to see how he progresses, right? Strength, speed, 12-2 and 100 as a, as a senior and a 350-pound guy is just ridiculous. So I expect him to get faster and stronger and leaner but still stay at a good weight, like 340. And just – now, I don't think he's going to be as athletic as Jordan Davis. I'm not going to say that. But if you're able to eat the bodies and still be athletic enough to make plays and stuff, that's that's all you can ask for for his role and for the niche that he's being asked to do. Um, okay, so make Bishop Don Juan laugh again. Okay. So you signed with Bedrock U. Fair enough. Double te- talk about Roots talk about double teams turns it into eleven versus ten. Yeah, you know you look at and we talked about this on the. And stop the run, if you will. When you have a true nose tackle that demands a double team, now you can sit there and take that linebacker and plug it in, similar to what we had last time. When you have the ability to sit there and plug that linebacker. And obviously Jamal could be that one of these guys that plugged those double teams. I'm all for being able to sit there and, and utilize less bodies up front in the help in the to, you know to help the back end of things. And if you're able to do that, you know we saw you know it's going to be hard to run in the middle, which leads to edge rushers doing their thing on the outside. Then you sit there; it, it could just be a repeat process. So. I'm extremely excited to see what Big Ja can do. I really am. Um, but I think when you take in the 23 class itself, give me the edge rushers as well. Because, you know, we, we look at, you know, pre- previous edge rushers, right? Trayvon's and, and Nolan Smith and things like that. And we're going to be we're going to be hurting next year. Uh, if bearing, you know, barring a situation where we can pull an elite guy out of the portal, I expect us to go for the portal on this. I really do uh, for an edge rusher. If the right one comes out, I guarantee you Georgia will be hard-pressed and just go balls to the wall to get one. When you have – when you you know, when you know pair that inside, the interior, along with the elite edge rushers, that is what, to me, makes Georgia's defense so scary. It just does. Um, and, and I think you look at guys like – now, already on, I'll just say this already on in the fold. But when you have a guy like Samuel and Pimba, which is just if you've not watched his tape, you're doing yourself a disservice because that kid is a freak. It's a freak. He is an absolute freak. And if you were, if if say if Damon Wilson, you know, if he enters the class, now you've got that pair of edge rushers along with Gabe Harris already in the fold. You've already got Dare Smith. I think Dare Smith, Dare Smith in my opinion, will have a breakout year next year as a sophomore. I, I feel that. Now, obviously, we're, we're not, in, you know, we're not accounting for injuries potentially. I don't want to wish that. I don't want to think about that. But if if all things go well, I could I would expect to see Dare Smith have a breakout season as a sophomore, uh, especially on the edge. You're going to have to. You're going to have to find those bodies. Um, Pat says, when Big Bear gets more reps and Jot lines up with him, good night. 
yeah, like like I said, you, you ultimately look into that potential, right? You, it just oozes potential on what you're able to do defensively, if you will. Um, but I kind of want to transfer – you know, we talked about the transfer portal for edges, but there there were some significant names, significant names that hit the portal, and I think Georgia just might be after a couple of them. Um, I, I think we'll go ahead and start with this. Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter entered the portal last night, uh, Sunday night, if you will, if you're listening. Uh, Sunday night enters the portal. Uh, you know, the presumption is he's automatically just going to Colorado. Um, you know, but there's reports that he's not necessarily locked in to go to Colorado. And if that is indeed to be true, I definitely think Georgia, you, you, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous not to. It's just that simple. It would be ridiculous not to spin the wheels back on Travis Hunter and try to get him to come to Athens. You could play him at a receiver. You can play him at DB. It doesn't matter. He is he. We saw what he was able to do at Jackson State. In my opinion, I would probably say play him at receiver and see if he can be your ex receiver. Just my thought. Um. But, you know, ultimately, we'll see how far things progress with him. Uh, you know, uh, as Bishop says, it's all about the money. And that may be true. Um, but I definitely think Georgia's going to, you know, push their chips in and see where they stand and see what happens. Like I said, you'd, you'd kind of be dumb not to at this point. Um, but another, another, another guy entered the portal from A&M that we're all familiar with, and that – well, really two of them. Uh, when you look at Smoke Bowie and Marquise Gross Killebrew, now I think, I think Smoke Bowie will be in this class, will be on in Athens in January. I, I just feel that way. I, I don't know, my, I don't know as much about the situation with Marquise Gross Killebrew, but I, I would say that I, I think you see uh, Smoke Bowie as a Georgia Bulldog here come January, probably. Just, I, I just get that feeling. He was a commit. You know, Nick Williams was his big, uh, you know, was big in his recruitment there. Obviously, Nick Williams leaves to go to A&M. You kind of see Marquise and, and Smoke Bowie go with him. Uh, now Nick is at Colorado. And I think you could see a reunion with, with Georgia here. Uh, and if that's the case, I think you're looking at, you know, helping out the safety room. And, I mean, I like I said, I would, I would love to see that kind of addition, knowing that we're losing what we're losing, right, especially with Chris Smith. You need those intangibles and help with those bodies. Obviously, you'll have Malachi Starks, and, you know, from that point, we'll see what happens. Um, Roos wants to be Juan Zex and half his money as well. God, sign the prenup. Jesus. Uh, yeah, as Bishop mentioned, too, as well, uh, both of those were original Georgia commits. Um, just – further reiterating what I was saying earlier. But I think, you know, when you look at that right there, right, Georgia's going to need some help at receiver, right? We've we, we've seen, you know, we've seen, and, and if you over the weekend, Ra-Ra Thomas and uh, Dominic Lovett, right? Dominic Lovett is – those are two names at receiver that you absolutely need to keep your ears on. Uh, there's, there's no – how, how can I explain this? There is no hiding the fact that Georgia needs receiver help, uh, and they're going to go through the portal to do so. Um, I think it's needed. 
And honestly, I think you're trying to find that true X receiver, right? Outside of uh, A.D. Mitchell, Georgia doesn't have that. Has it hindered them offensively slightly, but it's not the end-all, be-all. But if you're able to to bring in a body like Rara Thomas, and then maybe you're able to bring in Dominic Lovett as well, right? You bring in Lovett from Missouri as well. I think the potential there would be, you know, through the roof. Um, Bishop Don says won't happen. Are, are we referring to both? Or are we referring to one specifically? Please elaborate further there. I think Robert Thomas could easily come into this class. Um, and I think that's the one that I would really want more as well. Um, that's that true X type receiver, in my opinion. Uh, if you don't get Travis Hunter, which I don't think Bishop Don thinks we will. So, you know, I, I ultimately think you're going to have to get at least one, um, maybe two receivers through the portal to, to help out there because you're about to lose some key players too. Um, Rude says, last time we needed a whole wide receiver class, we got Rosemary Burton and that whole group. A lot of talent. Yes. Um, Bishop's referring to any receiver that's a blockbuster. Well, I mean, I think Robert Thomas isn't necessarily a blockbuster in quotation. Um, Love it, I think, might be. You know, I, I see your point there. And I think that's what you what you might be referring to is Georgia's not going to go into a bidding war for for anyone when it comes to NIL. So, and also he mentions too much rotation. And it, certain people certain people are okay with that. I, I think you look at, you know, what we've got in this class, and, and I think their understanding of that. We'll see how to, only time will tell with that. But, you know, when you get certain players, you know, they want to be the guy. They want to be featured, and, and I think that's what Bishop's referring to there. But if I had my way right now, I think you look at Robert Thomas as being in this class. I, I think I think George is in a really good spot to land him. Um, but that don't you know? It's kind of what Rudes was saying right there. You know, understand that you've got some you've got some playmakers, right? You've got some playmakers coming in in the twenty three cycle, right? I think you know my feeling is you know Tyler Williams has the potential to be your ex receiver. He's got the de- he's definitely got the measurables in the body to do that. Now, obviously we just need to develop him and, and see what he's about and see if he can be that ex receiver that you're wanting. Um, Root says, don't come to UGA thinking you're going to be the only one getting fed 20 touches or all the catches reps. Yeah. If you're going to think that man, try to go to Bama. Like, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, it's just, it's just the way it is. If, if you want to be the guy and you want to, and you think like that, go for it, go to Bama by all means and push your luck. That's just where I'm going to leave it there. I, they've shown that they stick to one or two guys and that's it in my opinion and when they try to rotate through guys it's just not looking good uh, I mean and they've got a lot of playing time to be there in that receiving court because they've lost a lot <laughs> they have lost a lot but and I think that's a testament of what Kirby has set up offensively as a program it's going to be a rotation, and, and and it's been proven, right? We can actually say that it's proven that what we've done, you know, regardless of the receivers, the stats and everything, it, it works. It gets you a national championship. It can get you that. Um, Rude says, with but with rotation, they come out more versatile with less wear to be the best for the NFL. Hell, one year starting, two rotating. Yeah. Like I said, ultimately, we saw what happened, you know, how we won a national title. And when 
you know, what Rude's point is, we look at A.D. Mitchell. A.D. Mitchell was getting reps, right? Lab McConkey was getting reps. Kiaris Jackson, when he was healthy, was, you know, doing these things. So when it came time in the biggest moments, A.D. Mitchell makes it one of the best catches in, in national in a national title game. We'll see. So, you know, but at the same time, it's also something that Kirby wants you to block, right? Marcus me Jack Saint, we've seen him make some key plays this season. But I don't know how many blocks this guy has made, key blocks, too. Um, yeah, and that's important, too. Kirby wants you to block, he won't, but he also will feed you the ball as well. It's not your old Georgia, right? It's not your old Georgia where you're just going out there to block it, and you can't use that anymore, in my opinion, though people will still find a way to do that. Um, you know, However, you know, Bishop Don says, however, for NFL, you can hope for second-round tops. Yeah, you look at George Pickens, right? Uh, you know. Listen, I thought George Pickens was going to be first-round pick. Um, he goes to the Steelers in the second, and at this point, outside of Georgia fans, we already knew this, but people are already at the point where now he starts making amazing catches, and they're not even amazed by it anymore because he does it so much. He did it yesterday. He did it Sunday against the Panthers. Just toe, you know, toe tap, kind of like tightrope walking down the sideline for a couple extra yards after the catch. And, you know, I think that's the key there, right? Like, George Pickens can show you that, but you've got to recruit those guys. And that's where, you know, Pat says our rotation being a double-edged sword in that regard. It's it's great for this, but not, not so much for that. It's a mentality. Do you want to come in and try to win for a championship? Do you want to compete for a championship and win them? You know, do you want to do that or do you care about your stats? Just, just saying. So – uh, huge difference being money is what Bishop Don saying. And, and listen, in today's society or today's world of college football, I think you have to take that into context as well. Uh, significant, significantly. Um, Ruth saying, this is why we broke up one, and I'm your ex now. Can't agree on anything. Um, which Ruth saying, uh, telling J-O-double-G to get the guy. Hey, no, no violence. We're not inciting violence here, folks. <laughs> We're not going to do that. Um Kind of want to transition over. Obviously, we've talked a little bit of the portal. We've talked, you know, trying to do, you know, obviously kind of previewed some things. But I do, I, I do want to take a moment. Actually, no, I need to add one name in there. And I want to get the, I want to get the brigade on this. What are your thoughts on uh, Dylan Raiola decommitting for Ohio State? Um, early, early on the, early on the key, I think is. Um, ooh, okay. This is interesting. I, I, it's not Georgia related, but, uh, if you're, if you're a fan out of college football, uh, five-star quarterback Dante Moore has flipped from Oregon to UCLA, um, which kind of trans, like if, if I'm looking at this right here, right, that these, these pieces, <coughs> excuse me, these pieces are telling because now you look at the transfer portal and, and things like that. It's just playing out. Um, DJ uh, Uyalunglele, right? DJ Uyalunglele. There you go. Since you like pronunciation, one. Um, you know, there was there was a topic that maybe you see him go out at UCLA. Maybe you see him at Oregon now. Him and Mate, him and his brother Mateo could be maybe going to. Right, maybe they go to Oregon. Uh, we're speaking of Oregon, Bo Nix is back. Uh, so, you know, not everybody's leaving and everything like that. Um, you know, I think that's interesting. Um, 
Pat asked a good question about that. Talking about Dante Moore flipping, he asked, was it because Bowen Four is coming back to the Ducks? Honestly, I don't know, but I could see the logic there. Uh, when you look at when you look at a guy like Dante Moore, him going to UCLA, I think is key there. Um, because of DTR, right? DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson being gone now. Uh, that's that's a huge deal, um, a huge deal there. So when you look at the potential playing time there, I think that's a key factor. So, you know, Pat, you might be right. You might be right. Um, but, yeah, so so earlier, Juan says, we are lacking a big-name quarterback and will for a long time. I, honestly, though, I mean, maybe, but we got to be, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, okay, so his son said as a QB, it's a nightmare for timing. Can you explain more on what you're just saying there? Are you talking about the timing of – are you talking about Bo's announcement? Is that what you're meaning? Uh, maybe that's what it is talking about there. Um, but anyway, anyway, that's some interesting news because now you look at the transfer portal quarterbacks, you know, all over the place. Uh, yeah, hell, just, just over the weekend – uh, Haynes King, uh, former A&M quarterback, uh, commits to Georgia Tech. So now we'll be seeing um, Haynes King, right, at the last game of the year. Um, so, okay, so to, to explain the as a nightmare for timing, some guys are fast, some run great routes and get off the jam, some are just more savvy. So I think what he's saying is, right, the rotation can be a problem because, you know, you have to have timing for all these guys. When we saw like Alabama, when you had the, you know, when you had JMO and Mechie, the timing was there and it was, it's so smooth. You know, now we see like last year we had some overthrows, we had some underthrows or whatever. And I think Bishop's talking about, you know, referring to those, right? You're having to adjust to receivers all the time. And as a quarterback, that that is kind of tricky. So, I, okay, now that you've explained that, I understand where you're coming from. Um. But when it comes to this class for 2023 for Georgia, you know, I, I do think that there is a possibility that you see some flips, but it might not be in a good way, right? I think there's extreme anxiety in where Bo Hughley will act. Will he stay with Georgia or will he flip to a program like Auburn? Not entirely sure. Um, I think that's key, though. There's been some questions in the past with him, but I, ultimately I think you see him stay. But it's definitely one that I will keep. I think everybody should keep an eye on until ink hits the paper. And, and then even then, you still might kind of want to be wary about it, if you will. Um, so that is something to keep in mind as well. Um, let's see. Also, I think there's an interesting name out of – or that's a current NC State commit, Kyron Jones, up uh, out of Charlotte uh, Christian uh, in, in North Carolina here in Charlotte area. Uh, there's a potential you can see him. He is so he's listed as a three-star running back. Uh, you might see him flip um, and, and come into this class. Now I don't know if you're going to see him as a running back or maybe you know as a defensive back. Uh, kid's got some elite speed. Ten six, um, excuse me, ten six uh, hundred meter uh, sprinter time. So. Yeah, I, I see the potential there, um, but I think it'll be interesting to see if he flips, you know, how Kirby or, you know, how they will use him. 
uh, you know, I think with with Roderick Robinson being in this class, you know, I, I ultimately I think you're trying to get two backs, right? That's why I think the question is there. Um, you know, maybe is it something that Georgia goes through the portal? I don't know. Or do you take Kyron and and just let him go and be a running back? I don't know, but I know he is he has some elite speed, and and I'm sure you'll be able to use that. So, you know, like I said, that's kind of a wild card if you're able to flip him because of the fact that he could play running back or he could play DB. It's literally a um, what? Oh my goodness! It's literally a same uh, scenario as Lavasier Carroll almost. Right? We thought Lavasier Carroll would come in as a running back, and he, he, um, you know, obviously Georgia, you know, converts him to a, a defensive back. So obviously we don't necessarily know that there, um, but it's definitely worth noting. I just know that Wednesday is going to be extremely fun to see um, and play out. And, and make sure, make sure if you're watching or listening, you're following the DGD podcast on Twitter, things like that, because we're going to Wednesday, obviously, you know, we're going to do our show, but we're also going to give you up-to-date information on when guys sign. So whenever a player does that, we're going to give you up-to-date information. So stick around for that. Stay tuned. That way you'll know who's early enrolling and whatnot. It'll help you distinguish that. Listen, you've got commitments coming Wednesday. Uh, Obviously, Damon Wilson uh, being a big one there, so stay tuned to that. Um, there's a lot to go on. This is a huge week uh, for recruiting, especially, obviously, in the Georgia space. So stay tuned. Stay up to date You know, at the DGD, at the DGD podcast, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Follow us and, and, and get those notifications so you'll see when and where or when and who, I should say. Uh, folks sign those NL, uh, NLIs. With that being said, we're going to wrap this thing up. Kind of did a little bit of a shorter uh, shorter show today, just being solo. I talked a ton about the recruiting. Um, listen, Wednesday's going to be wild, folks. It's going to be interesting, not just within Georgia, but all around the NCAA as, you know, as the early signing day approaches. Just a couple days. Uh, we'll take one last question here. Are we expecting any go dog tweets from Kirby this week? Like, so Pat, yes, I think you can. Uh, I think you should expect it. Um, I would expect it, yes. And I think like you have to look at the potential of Damon Wilson, Jordan Hall being those guys. I think if they commit, you're obviously gonna get that go dog tweet. So I think you see that. I'm making a prediction that you do see those at least one. Uh, we'll see, though. That's why I'm sticking around Wednesday. Uh, Ruse asked, show Wednesday? Yes, we are going to do the show Wednesday. So um, so be prepared for the show Wednesday. Uh, with that being said, listen, hope you all had a great day. Um, there's a lot to stick around. Like I said, a lot of stuff coming Wednesday, so you want make sure you want to tune in uh, Wednesday. And with that being said, have a great day, and go dogs.